today on The Breakdown. Grant and Jonathan go deep, deep, deep into a live at the bike hand where Israeli Ron and a guy named Bruno bluff and rebluff each other in a really interesting way. It's a cash game hand, and we're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, it's our first live at the bike hand. Woohoo! What would he do? We did it. We finally made it, kid. Yeah, we did. We're there. Congratulations. Uh, it's notable because we're actually going to become competitors to live at the bike. Yes, we are. Very soon. Like by the time this podcast. No, out? no, no. Okay, not. maybe a week after this. Maybe yeah. in a week or so, though. Within like, a week of the time this podcast came out, there might be the first poker time. Hello. Episode on the Poker Guys channel, which is free. Oh, it doesn't cost any money. It doesn't cost any money. It'll be uh, on the Poker Guys channel. It'll be, you know, a Live with the Bike style show with yeah. Jonathan and I doing commentary. So clearly far superior. Wow. Let me tell you, it's pretty good. We've done some uh, some episodes, the sort of practice episodes. It's pretty darn good, guys. I like it a lot. Not one to toot our own horns. But, <laughs> let me just say, holy moly, this is a good show. Yeah, we hope so. We're excited. We about hope it. you guys enjoy it, and uh, we just want to prepare you guys, let you know poker time is coming. Yep. It's going to dominate the industry. <laughs> poker time is coming. Yeah, you sweet live at the bike child. This is all <laughs> Game of Thrones references for those who don't know. So for practice, we're gonna you know break down a live with the bike hand. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna happen. And to be fair, they do a good job on live. With of the course, bike. of course. I didn't really mean that we're gonna like destroy everybody. We're, of we're we hope to destroy everybody. I mean that'd be great if yeah. we could put them all out of business. Yeah. But. Live at the Bike is a monolith, and we are but a you know ant crawling around with our tiny piece of apple that you know fell off a plate. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going with that. There's more. Uh, There's more. <laughs> so anyway, get ready for poker time. But let's check out this Live at the Bike hand, all right? Yeah, okay. All right, so this is a 5, 10, 20 game. I guess it's a mandatory $20 straddle, I think is what they're playing. Uh, it's uncapped. I know that. It is uncapped. In terms of the buy-in. Um, this hand's going to begin with... The biggest name at the table, Ryan Fee. Apparently, he either chose to or he's not allowed to straddle any further because he puts in a dead 40 under the gun after the straddle, meaning he will not have an option if people limp to him. I guess he's putting in a dead... He's doing it as a straddle, right? Yeah. I mean, even though it isn't because if he was going to raise blind, he'd probably raise more, right? Because this is, means he's forced to see a flop. Like, the guy who put in 20 is never folding ever. Right. They know Ryan Fee raised blind. Like, he's not folding to seven if he knows Ryan no. Fee raised blind. Right? Of course not. Yeah. So I don't know about that, but that's what happened. So that's where we are. So it's an interesting choice. Ryan Fee perhaps trying to drum up some action, perhaps yeah. trying to um, you know, build his brand a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, Which is not a bad idea. It folds to a fellow named Bruno. Bruno. He looks too young to be named Bruno. He's like he looks like he's like twenty eight. It's funny, I think I was thinking he looks too old to be named Bruno. Oh is that a new trend in, in baby naming? There's like a bunch of well, three year olds named Bruno. You know, running the movie around. Bruno came out. And everybody, everybody named their kid Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Is that so weird? It's I, better than Borat. I was unaware of that trend. I like Bruno. Quite funny. Okay, Quite good. funny movie. Good to know. that. I recommend it. All right. There you go. You did it. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a recommendation. We've got a shout out to our new show that's coming out. I mean, we're done. There's a guy named Bruno. <laughs> that's it. Fantastic job. So Bruno... Yeah, Bruno. He decides to play the Young hand. Bruno, I'm going to call him. Nice. <laughs> young Bruno, because his opponent's going to get a, a qualifier to his name, so we're yeah. going to call Bruno Young Bruno. With $7,820 in front of him, uh, he opens to, to 130 bucks with 7-6 of clubs Right on the button. I think the sizing is not big enough. 
I think it's fine to open this hand, obviously, on the button in this spot. But when there's a 5, 10, 20, and 40, I think we should make it like 160 to 200. I wonder. I mean, I would assume that he's basing this, if they've been doing this for a while. If there's, if every yeah. time he's, if he's on the button every time Ryan, and Ryan Fee's been doing this, then he's probably seen what, you know, sizing gets what kinds of folds and not. Sure. So if that's the case, fair enough. It's possible this is the first time Ryan's done this or the only time Ryan's done this. Yeah. He's only, or it was an accident even. Who knows? It probably wasn't an accident. But um, so if that's the case, then I agree with you. You should probably make it a bit bigger. I feel like, yeah, 150 sounds fine. I mean, 130 is fine too, but you're getting called by Ryan Fee, except maybe like he's not going to call ace th- eight three off and do seven off. He might yeah. call the entire rest of his range. I mean, we have seven high. We want some fold equity, right? He's calling with seven three, I think. It's Ryan Fee. He doesn't care, right? We want some fold equity. We don't have it. Right. So that's my problem. Yeah, okay. I mean, we, we, yeah, I, I'm forced to agree with you. Not that it matters that much because this isn't the point of the hand. Whatever. Who cares? No. And we don't mind playing this hand in position oh, against not. Ryan Fee anyway, right? It's okay. But we do want some fold equity. There's $70 in the pot. We want to snap it up. Right. So uh, it folds to Israeli Ron is is what he's called. I feel it's really strange you're calling him. His name is just Ron in the show. So why are you calling him Israeli Ron? That's <laughs> uh, really because I a little not- uncomfortable I for noticed me. his tattoo. It's yeah. an Israeli tattoo. Wow. So You don't call him Tattoo Ron. I noticed that. Okay, Tattoo Ron. That's better. In the big line. <laughs> Obviously, uh, this is not true. His name is Israeli Ron on the show. I just think we should clarify that just in case anyone thinks Grant is, you know, whatever they want to think about him. Anti-Semitic? I or? encourage them to continue to think those things about Grant, by the way, but not for this as, not using this as evidence. I'm a co-host with a guy named Jonathan Levy. Yeah. Not anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, that argument has been made many times and often falsely. That's true. Yeah. That's but true. Anyway. So maybe I am. I got to think about that. Yeah, go a little deeper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, Israeli Ron from Israel. Maybe. I don't think he is. He's not from Israel? I mean, how could they call Why do they call him Israeli Ron? (laughs) I don't know. If he's not from Israel... He's probably from Israel. If he's not from Israel, somebody else is (laughs) (laughs) anti-Semitic. Maybe he wants to be Israeli. Okay, that would be a reason, I guess. It seems unlikely. Yeah. You don't call someone who wants to be something that thing very often. You don't call him Fireman Ron because he wanted to be a fireman. (laughs) It's because he is a fireman. Yeah. All right. So Israeli Ron is in the big blind, and he's got ace queen of hearts. He's got forty five hundred and sixty five dollars in front of him. Mm-hmm. The big blind uh, has paid ten dollars, um, and the raises to one thirty. What do you want to do as Ron here with ace queen of hearts? I mean, you can make a very reasonable case either way here. We could re raise, which is great. We're, what position are we in? Big blind. We're in the big blind. Yeah, we can re raise, which is great because that knocks out Ryan Fee, who I assume is calling almost all and the twenty dollars straddle. Yeah, so that's pretty great. Yeah, we have a very good hand. We're crushing the range of the button we're often going to take it down right now if we make it enough because sometimes the button's just going to have a hand they're going to throw away and if we get called we can still be ahead a lot and we can flop well we can yeah being ahead doesn't play as isn't as important in a cash game where like ace queen high unless you're going to call down with it you're often not going to be able to realize you're just but you, ace high we can, equity. we can dominate our opponent sometimes also. that is true no and also we have a very good hand so it's totally reasonable to three bet on the other hand it's not so bad just to call, right? We have a hand that plays well multi-way if Ryan Fee wants to come in. We're underwrapping our hand a tiny bit, and uh, we don't have to worry about getting four bet. I yeah. mean, I prefer a three bet, I think, when all is said and done. I think a three bet's better. We're out of position, too. I mean, for the simple... there's two. The two first reasons you said are the reasons I like three betting the most is that uh, we get to knock out the two straddles a lot of the time, yeah. and we are crushing Bruno's button opening range. Those are two really good reasons to yeah. three bet, for sure. I mean, the worst case scenario is we take down a $200 pot, right? $200 worth of profit right now. 
that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And if we, it's rare that we're going to see in a cash game, I think someone fold to a three bet when we're deep anyway. They're usually going to call. So we're just three betting for value, right? right. I assume Bruno's going to call with a lot of his range. And we here. probably have to fold to a four bet, but it's also rare in a deep stack cash game to see four bet bluffs in spots like this. I would agree. Even though they probably should be a lot more of them, there aren't. Yeah. Right? So I agree. Anyway, he decides to call, which is not a horrible decision, even though I think yeah. we both prefer three-betting a little bit. But it's fine to call. I can't it's, kill him for calling. His yeah. hand flops great. Why, we could see a flop. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the $20 straddle folds, and Ryan Fee calls from the from the dead but dead open with a queen three of spades, which we always expected him to call with a hand yeah. like that. He's probably going to, yeah. When he's getting this price, actually, it's even correct to call. With but if we, knew, if we knew as Ron what Ryan Fee's hand was, we would love to invite him into the pot with the queen. Yeah, that's yeah, true. He's got the queen three. That's true. So maybe we have so a bad. read on Ryan I mean, Fee. would we really? There's only two queens left in the deck, and we knock out significant equity by raising. Ace, queen, three, bro. Let's oh go. Oh, my God. Queen, queen, four, bro. How about ace, queen, three, all clubs. So yeah. Bruno flops a flush. Queen on the turn. What? And then four on the river. Because Bruno wins the pot. <laughs> four of clubs? No, no, just any four. No, queen on the turn, dude. Ace, queen. Ace, ace queen, four, all clubs. <laughs> oh, ace, queen, three, all clubs. What has happened to you? What has happened to you? Queen you on the what I'm Queen saying? on the turn, and then it's two full houses against the flush. Yeah. How, How does, does Bruno win? From it, man. How does Bruno win? You Bruno's said Bruno gonna, wins. He's going to talk him into folding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's get back to reality here. Okay. You're the crazy person. He's going to be like, I have aces, and I'll show you. And then he turns over two aces, and the guy's like, I guess I fold. And then he turns out it was seven, six of clubs. How did he do that? He's good. David you ever see Blaine. David? Exactly. He's like David, David Blaine. freaking Blaine. It's like when David Blaine put the the playing card in Harrison Ford's fruit, and Harrison Ford freaked out. Yeah. It's like that. I would like to guess that David Blaine already had put that card in the fruit before the trick began. That was my strong, <laughs> my strong guess. suspicion. Excellent guess. <laughs> Thank you. But how was it Harrison Ford's card? He forces the card somehow. I don't know how. He gets Harrison Ford to pick the card he wants him to get. Or, this is the other move, by the way. You have 52 cards all throughout the room, and you know where they all are because they're in a particular order. And you're like, oh, you picked that? Go look there. And then after Harrison Ford goes to bed, you're like, come in and take all the cards back. That's actually the way to do it, isn't it? You have 52 cards. They're all across the room. It doesn't matter what card you pick. I'm going to get it. That's the way to do that trick. I'm going to do that trick. (laughs) Press somebody. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for you to put the time in on that. It won't be so bad. Like two hour stops. It's like, I don't know if you remember the trend from like six or seven years ago of icing people with Smirnoff ice. No. Did you hear about that? No. Back in the day, it was a thing that a lot of bros, people with flap rim hats and hair gel would do, where they would hide Smirnoff ices around their apartment or whatever that they hung out with their bros in. And if somebody found a Smirnoff ice, they would have to take a knee and chug it. That's icing. So it's kind of like an advanced version of that. It is. Like a much more advanced version yeah. of that, yes. Yeah. Way more sophisticated. Right. Less drinking. Less <laughs> significantly less drinking. <laughs> much, much less expensive. And uh, less brain cells get destroyed. In fact, we may be... I don't know. How much does it cost to get... They were multiplying a, brain cells. How, how much does it cost to get a playing card into a closed fruit? It's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting question. Yeah. yeah. You have to really put that fruit back together. How do you... Maybe you bring in all the fruits yourself. Maybe that's not Harrison Ford's house. Maybe they're pretending it isn't. It's someone else's house. And Harrison like, we're Ford shooting. says, get this out of, he this, says, get out of my house. Yeah, he's an old guy. He doesn't know. He gets confused. He's like, this is where I sleep, right? He's like, Luke. Luke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Who's scruffy looking? Yeah. Back to back to the hand. Yeah. So we have so Israeli Ron. <laughs> His name is just Ron Jonathan. We have three play, three people going to the flop. 
There is uh, how much is in the pot here? Four hundred and fifteen dollars in the pot. Yeah, we got Bruno on the button with seven six of clubs. Ron in the big blind with ace queen of hearts, and Ryan Fee from the dead straddle with queen three of spades. And the flop is eight of diamonds, three of hearts, four of hearts. How sick is this? Guess who just zoomed into the lead? You wanted him in the pot. He's in the pot now, buddy. Ryan, Ryan Fee. Fee, best hand. Best hand. Guess who's going to win now? Ryan Fee. Obviously. Best hand. That's his new nickname. All right. So Israeli Ron has flopped the nut flush draw with two overs. Monster flop. Yeah. Bruno's flopped a gut shot on a two hard board, which is not amazing. No. And uh, yeah, Ryan Fee's flopped bottom Ryan pair. Ryan Fee has the best hand. I'm sure he knows it. Yes. Because he's, he's good. He has all these. He knows stuff. He plays poker. Yep. All right. So. Israeli Ron leads for $235 with his nut flush draw into $415 pot. What do you think about that? I do not hate this at all. Actually, I kind of love this. I do, too. Let's talk about why. Okay, go ahead. The reason why I love it, Grant, not only do we have great equity on this board. Yes. Which I love. Obviously, we're drawing to the nuts. Plus, we've got monster over. Say, so love, say love some more. Love, love, love. There you go. Um, not only... Like, if we hit either of our overs, we're usually good. And if we hit our heart, we know we're good, right? So that's super sweet. We might be ahead right now also. Sometimes we we protect against random cards. We wouldn't expect to be ahead against all four cards we're against very often. But sometimes. Sometimes we're ahead too. But it's not so much about being ahead. It's about this board. So not only do we have great equity, but you combine our great equity with this board hitting our big blind calling range probably better than it hits anybody else. Fee is calling with a huge range of hands, which is not just the big blind calling range, right? He's calling with all sorts of weird stuff. But so maybe it hits him too. Actually, really well. I, I don't know if that. it hits us that hard. I mean, do we have three, four suited? Um, we have five, six suited. We have five, six of hearts. We have we have pocket threes. We have pocket fours. We have pocket eights. We have three, four suited. Everybody has all those hands, so it doesn't really hit our range better than anybody else. The difference is there are certain hands we don't have that the button does. Like aces? We don't have aces, kings, queens very often. We don't have ace, king very often. The button has all those, right? So it's actually better for the button's range than our range. Good point, but let me continue. Okay. So far, you are absolutely making a good point. Other hands we don't have that the button has is raggedy aces, raggedy kings, raggedy stuff that um, they would raise with that you can't really call with. Yeah. So like, so like we've got a, a calling range, so like you can you can define that pretty carefully, right? Like, obviously, who knows? Israeli Ron, by the way, loves to play Queen Deuce, so who can say? But, uh, okay, maybe it's... I feel like this is clearly better for the big blind range than for the button range. Do you not agree? Even though I did not... Maybe I didn't do a great job explaining that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I agree. Let's try again. Okay. The big blind doesn't have very much ace-king. Pretty much no ace-king. Doesn't have that much ace-queen, even though he happens to have it here, right? All the monster hands he can have are going to be three bets, right? Um, he also doesn't have a lot of like bad aces. Like he doesn't have a seven off. He might have a seven suited. Sure, he, I yeah. think he does have a seven. But but there's a lot more a seven off. There's three times as much a seven off as there is a seven suited, right? Right. Um, and that's true for all the aces that are weakish aces. Like, does a Israeli Ron have ace nine off? Probably not. Probably not. But he probably has ace ten, ace ten plus. I would yeah. guess, right? So, but the button has all the aces. Probably. I would guess. I would guess. You're right. I don't really know, but I would yeah. guess he has all the aces. I can make a similar case for kings, except that's going to tighten up even more on Israeli Rons. I guess it's going to be tightened for the button, too. But, like, Bun's going to have all the suited kings. Israeli Ron isn't. Bun's going to have some weaker kings, like maybe king nine, maybe king eight. I don't know. It depends on how much he likes to steal. Um, Israeli Ron may not even have king ten off. He probably shouldn't. All right. Let me boil down your argument here. Please, Because it's going to go forever. Essentially, the button's range is wider on both sides. The button has right. more value and a lot of air. 
Right. And that's we, where I'm going. And you're saying Ron doesn't Thank have as much air. And I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying he doesn't have that much air. And the, and the value that we cut off the top, which they share, we cut off a. There isn't that much you cut off the top of the value range, but there's so much more air in the buttons range. Thank you for saying that more clearly. There's at least 18 combos that we cut off. Aces, yeah. kings, queens. Ace king. Throw ace king in there. Okay, so, but that's not really a value hand on this board. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, no, it's certainly not. Right. So, yeah. Either way, if there's a range advantage, I don't think it's significant. Like it sometimes is when we do the breakdown. Okay. You're saying, okay, fair enough. Right. But, so I don't think that's a major reason to lead this flop with Ace Queen of Hearts. I mean, don't you think, though, in general, this is a better board for the the big, but you don't think it is. I really feel like it's better for the big blinds calling range than it is for the buttons opening range. I I think the button is more likely to have 3-4 suited than Israeli Ron in this scenario. Israeli Ron 100% has all the 3-4 suited. Come on. I mean, I think you can consider folding it when it's 130, you've only put in 10, and there's two players behind who might three bet. Israeli Ron isn't that guy, I'll tell you. Okay. That. Having watched a little bit of Live at the Bike, I could say Israeli Ron is definitely not. Okay, that fine, guy. fair but enough. Fair, but fair enough, you're right. Like, you could absolutely consider folding that. Because being the big blind here is not the same thing as we're usually talking about yeah. being the big blind. Yeah, that's true. It's 13 times what we've put in. That's a really good point. Like, we probably should fold three, four suits. Yeah. Israeli Ron ain't. Okay. But fair enough. Right. But I think the button has three, four, all the three, four suits for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like any good player. Huh. All right. Well, I guess I'm forced to reevaluate slightly then. Um, and maybe the case is more like if someone's opening an early position, they don't have the threes, they don't have the fours, they don't have the three, four suits very often, right? Mm-hmm. But we can have all those. So that's where you feel like the range advantage is going to be more obvious. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so let's talk about other, other things about this lead, good things, bad things, whatever you think. Yeah. So not, not range advantage based. Things. Sure. Um, well, one thing that can happen if we lead is we can get raised and we can put in a three bet. We and could. Win, we could either win right now or conversely, we could not win right now, put in a three bet and get paid when we actually hit our hit our hand. True. Which is nice to do. It's nice to get the chips in before you hit your hand because if an ace comes and it's not good for the button, it's going to be hard to get paid. And if a heart comes, it's going to be hard to get paid, right? All right. I got a serious problem with that. Good. Um, what are we getting it in against? Well, of course, this is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, well, the thing we can get in against that is good. And although it sort of counteracts my last point a little bit, is um, other flush draws. Yeah. I don't know if other flush draws are going to raise call it off. Um, I think the king jack of hearts, is if it raises, ain't going to fold. Pro. Two overs? Two overs and a flush draw ain't going to fold. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be, it'd be horrible we to might raise not fold. Get, we not might get... We might not get raised by that hand every time, though. I agree. I like flatting with that hand. I agree. If I'm the button. We don't have to move in. We could three bet and then call it off ourselves, right? That's worse. What? I feel like that's worse. How is that worse? This way we give worse hands a chance to shove on us. Better hands aren't going to fold anyway. Is what we have to be believing, right? Well, okay. I guess we sort of, but like... Three bet calling it off, then we don't have any fold equity. I would love to have fold equity. Well, when we three bet, we have some fold equity. Yeah. But then if they decide to four bet, then we're like, okay, the four betting range of the button now on this flop is such that it's like either sets, maybe, maybe over pairs, maybe not, and draws. And I'm doing great against all the draws, and I'm, I'm surviving against the other things. Right? Yeah. As opposed to if I shove when I three bet and he calls, I'm almost always screwed. Yeah. So this way we can be in situations where we're all in and we're in great shape instead of all in and almost always screwed. We're not often going to be in great shape, though. If we're up against um, the King Jack of Hearts, we're in great shape. Yeah, but that's not going to happen that frequently. First, they have to raise. They have to decide to raise. I agree. Which they just might not do. Yeah. That's true. And that's one combo. Okay, but King X of Hearts. doesn't have to be King Jack. 
He yeah. opened the button. It could be all the king king X of hearts. It could be the king eight of hearts, and then we're in in trouble. We're not in that bad trouble. It's not good. It's not that bad. It's like almost fifty percent equity. Right. Yeah. We got six plus seven. We got thirteen outs twice. It's pretty good. There's redraws. Not very many. Yeah. Either way. Wow, we've really gone into this, yeah. haven't we? Um, I think if stacks were a bit shorter, I might prefer that method. But I, Fair I, enough. I don't think I like the idea of three betting it. I mean, if we think of the blinds as being forty dollars, how much should? What's the effective stack between these guys? Ron started with forty-five, sixty-five. Okay, so he starts with like one hundred and ten blinds. In fact, one hundred and twelve yeah. blinds. Okay. So it's not the end of the world to get 112 blinds in here, but I agree with you. The problem is, of course, like what are what are we getting in against? And yeah. If you're up against people who play flush draws like a maniac, then we I think we should be really excited to go with it. Right. Um, but if we're not, then we probably shouldn't. Is is the we real don't expect here. if our opponent's competent that he's getting it in with jacks here against us, right? Probably not. So that's a bit of a problem. But he's probably not going to fold jacks. Where he's just going to eventually he's going to call on the flop. Yeah. He's not going to raise and let us three bet. He might raise. People raise in cash games in these spots. With, with jacks? Yeah. Well, jacks are the same as aces, right? He's going to raise fold jacks? I don't know. That's That depends on the players. And jacks are not the same as aces. Because? Because there's hands like... Yeah, not flush draws. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And king high flush draws. Yeah. Yep. Those are that, That's an excellent point. And queen high flush draws since we're doing this. So I, I'm just saying, if we're leading to get it in as a three-bet type yeah. situation... And our opponent's not getting it in with jacks. They're not going to raise with jacks, likely, and then not going to get it in if they do for some reason. Which I guess is good. We get to fold out jacks. But they're probably mm-hmm. not going to raise in the first place. Yeah. We're not in great shape against queens, kings, and aces. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, let's think about this. We're not in great shape against kings, queens, and aces. Kings, queens, and aces. What yeah. do you mean? We have, like, 30. We have, well, against aces, we're in pretty bad shape. And Against aces specifically. Against kings and queens, we're doing fine. We're doing okay. We have 12 outs twice. Yeah, we've got like... We're going to get there like 48% of the time. It's not amazing. It's pretty good. It's 48% fine. is fine. By the way, they're probably going to run it twice anyway, right? We're almost always going to chop the pot. So why are we even here? I don't know. <laughs> What's the point? I'm not sure. We've really, really gotten deep into this, though. Um, there are other ways Israeli Ron could decide to play this hand, by yeah. the way, which, we're, which we haven't discussed. One is a lead out, which I think you kind of have convinced me is not as great as I was originally thinking. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. But I don't love it anymore. Um, but another reason to lead out, by the way, is if we think Ryan Fee is just going to like jump on jump on stuff, you know, like attack. Yeah. If Ryan Fee is the kind of guy to attack, we could be trying to put some chum in the water for him to attack. Sure. Um, also, this is the kind of hand. This is the kind of board that might check through a lot, which is a reason to lead out, right? But other ways to play this, if we think Ryan or Bruno might bet this flop, which Ryan especially, I think, really might take a shot at this if we check. Well, I think um, Bruno's going to bet more often than Ryan if we check. On this board, I don't know. Well, just because Bruno's the aggressor. He is, but Ryan has any two cards in this board. It hits Bruno's whole range not as often, right? Yeah. Not, not a huge amount. Um, but we could go for check raises with this hand, too. And this is kind of a sweet hand to take take down a pot with a check yeah, raise. Yeah, I don't hand. hate a check raise. I don't hate a check call. Check, I don't either. Check I, call's kind of sexy. It's, you know what? All the options are pretty sweet with a hand that's strong. Yeah. That's what's fun about having a good hand. Yeah, it's right. You <laughs> sort of can't mess it up too bad, yeah. mostly. Mostly Daniel Cates. <laughs> That's coming out on Thursday, by the way. Yeah. Uh, la- and no, this next upcoming Thursday. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming out in two days. So, any- three days, whatever. Anyone who's been interested, you know, now you know. We're doing that hand. 
Wait, no, you're right. It's last Thursday. I know it was. I was just thinking that, too. It it's already, already come out. out. So if you were interested and decided not to listen, listen now. Yeah, now you do it. Because now you're interested. Now you're... Anyway, <laughs> what's happened to us? Um, all right. Anyway, Israeli run leads the ace queen of hearts. We can't say that's a bad play. No. And there's a lot of plans you can have for that lead. Yeah. And it's fine if your opponents both fold. It's fine if you get called. It's fine if you get raised. It's all fine. That's one of the reasons why leaning is pretty sweet, right? Yeah. You don't, there's really no bad scenario yeah it's okay to check and either check call or check raise also mm -hmm. you just have such a versatile hand it's great yeah. and yeah. i kind of like taking the initiative here's another reason actually to lead and then let's stop talking about it for please yeah um is if we lead here and we get called and a heart comes then we get to continue and it's less obvious that we have a heart draw and we get more oh, sorry not less obvious i shouldn't say it that way we get the opportunity to, to keep betting the streets with a heart draw without a suddenly breaking the flow right if we check call we we lose the ability to really and I mean, then the heart lead, comes we can lead hearts just because yeah. it's supposed to be scary but like, it is but like it looks like we have hearts a lot and guess what we do yeah so you know we might get too many folds there where if we go bet 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 then we don't have to have hearts as mm -hmm. often anyway and right. people are a little more inclined to call because we already took the initiative yeah so that's a reason to but whatever whatever bro boy oh boy talk about so, the breakdown Ryan Fee proves himself to be a massive fish, and he folds the best hand. So sick. He folds the three on this eight four three two hard board when the guy let out. Bad fold. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he doesn't even know a queen would be so sick right now on the turn. I know. Um, actually, I, I want to talk a little bit more about the lead. <laughs> okay. What What is in Ron's range here? If you're If you're okay. creating a conventional range for a pretty good player, you know, a pretty good player. It's two pair plus, and it's the big draws. Yeah. Maybe he can, might just be able to have five six random five sixes. Doesn't that necessarily have to be hard draws also? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That count, I think an open ender counts as yeah. a big draw. I mean, it's not a it's not a monster draw, but it's a, it's still a legit draw. It's not yeah. like a gut shot or a backdoor or anything like that. It's yeah. like it's totally reasonable to bet that. Okay, and so, against yeah. that range, Ryan Fee is doing very poorly, and that is why he folds. Also, there's another guy in the hand. Yeah, Ryan Fee, of course, makes the right play by folding, even though he folds the best hand. You're a fool. <laughs> Ryan what Fee. a what a fool! All right, so. Bruno, now on the button with his gut shot. Ryan must not have thought that it, a call was very feasible. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I cut you off to say that. <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay. So, Bruno's now on the button, and he's faced with the same problem Ryan Fee has. The range his opponent is representing is very bad for him. Yeah. He has probably, like, if Israeli Ron has... A heart draw, he has three outs. Mm -hmm. That's no, it. no. Oh, because he has the sixes and the sevens. Yeah, he's got seven outs. Yeah, but he's not going to love that. No, and but he, if he has a heart draw, he has seven outs. If he has a heart draw, but the problem is the other part of Ron's range is not good for if you have a six or a seven. Of course. It's a, it's a precarious spot. It's not good. Most people are just going to fold here. Yeah. But uh, Bruno's not giving up. No. Apparently, these guys have a lot of history. I don't really know much about it. Well, here's the thing. You the you started this with saying what is a good player leading with here, and I think you can't make the assumption that Israeli Ron is a good player with quotes running. I don't know. Yeah. I'm air quoting here, and I'm telling you he's not. Okay. Having watched him live at the bike, this guy will play queen deuce off suit to any amount pre flop, and then and call down if he flops any pair with that hand pretty much always. Interesting. And it's become strategy. sort of a legendary thing on live at the bike. They do lots of hands about that. Um, so, like, a really good player wouldn't do that. And I don't think he has any rhyme or reason with that queen deuce. I think it's like, oh, it's queen deuce is my hand, so I'm doing it, period. Yeah. So, like, a good player, like, you would never see, for example, Yevgeny Timoshenko do that. No. I do not believe. I don't think so. 
I'm pretty sure he, not for those reasons. There anyway. might be some meta meta game stuff going on of there. Of course, there might be. There may be things. There may be prop bets. I don't know. Yeah, but that's not what's going on with, with Israeli Ron. So that means Israeli Ron is leading. I think you have to sign him a different range than the range. So he has a lot of one him. pair hands. I think he's got a lot of eights. I think he's got a lot of. He might have two sixes. Like I think he's got hands like maybe two nines. I think his hands like that. Well, that changes things. Yeah. I think that that makes things different. Yeah. And uh, Bruno must have that read because he decides to raise. Yeah. He thinks, you don't have a traditional good player range. You have all the dumb hands, and you're supposed to fold them. Right. The hands you're not supposed to donk with, you're donking with, kid. Once again, I'm not a huge fan of Bruno's sizing. Ron had bet 235 into 415, and Bruno raises to 575. What are we trying to accomplish with it this size? It feels way too small. Is it possible that we're making it this size so that we can shove the river correctly? Is that why? Is that what's going on? So we can shove as a bluff correctly if we miss? I mean, that seems like not a good enough reason to always get called here. <laughs> it's hard to argue. Um, also, we th- maybe this is also um, a way to feel like, okay, I'm going to get called a lot by like these one pair of hands, but I'm going to bet big on the turn. I'm going to make more money than just getting to fold right now. I'm repping own over pair. And what's he going to do? Yeah. So that, that would be a reason to, to do the size. I'm giving Bruno a huge amount of credit. And also, he has to be right that this is going to work, right? But that's at least a reason. I guess he's saying, okay, I'm... If Israeli Ron has a lot of one pair hands in his range, then Bruno could have Jack's plus here because Israeli Ron is a guy who's going to bet such a wide range of hands that he yes. needs to get value from his two jacks. I really think, if I really think it's not crazy at all to raise two jacks on this board against Israeli Ron, based on the things I know about him, okay. which is admittedly only the live at the bike like excerpt hands. It would be a still. it would be a pretty bad idea to raise two jacks against me or you on this board if we let for sure. Yeah, because I'm either going to snap fold or or have you destroyed and think about raising you. Yeah, those are your. T- or, or have you equity in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But I guess if, if Israeli Ron is a different type of target, then it's okay. Yeah, I really think I really think that part's fine. But don't we want to get more folds? I mean, we don't we have seven high here. Like we want to get folds out of uh the of the one pair eights more often. But right? isn't it super sweet to raise, get called, and then bet big on the turn and then get your fold? Yeah, that's nice. That's like super sweet. If we I know just... like we're like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get him to fold later in the hand, but we're telling this is just the beginning of my story, which makes me more money this way. I am really giving a lot of credit again. I don't know if that's yeah. what's going on. I just think he needs bigger sizing to get more fold equity. That's... I don't disagree. Yeah. I mean, that's generally where I land. You know, I'm I'm all about the fold equity, the right. FE. Yep. It's pretty feasible. Feeling feeling electric, FE. It's pretty Feeling excited? Feasible to fold right now. If is that what your Facebook status is? Feeling excited? Because there's there's a new episode of The Bachelor coming up. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a new episode of The Bachelor coming out, right? I hear there's a very a cute couple ne- next time. They're, they it, kiss a lot. Who is he going to choose <laughs> this I don't know. time? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that show is weird, man. I want to I want to do a whole podcast about how weird that show is. Maybe one day about just the concept of that show. I don't think it's going to be today. Oh, probably not. All right, so Bruno raises to five seventy five, and now Israeli Ron has a decision, and it's not fold. Of course, he can do your plan right and three bet, or he can just call. What do you think is better? Who man? Oh, right, give me give me effective stacks now. All right, so if, if, assuming we're going to at least call, like tell runs, me what's left. Runs the effective stack, uh, so forty five sixty five. He's put in three hundred and sixty-five dollars, but the raise is to another five seventy-five. Yeah, oh, not no, it's for another three forty. Three forty on top. Yeah. Okay. So it means we're going to be at like how much <laughs> now? Like four, I thought you a were doing the math 4K? while I was giving I was, you the math. I was thinking about the bachelor, like a little under four <laughs> k, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, if we call, we'll be a little under four k. And the pot is going to have how much in it? It's going to have about sixteen hundred. 
So a, a move-in is completely reasonable stack size-wise here. Yeah, right. except if we're worried about what type of hands are going to call us. Yeah, the problem is actually it's a little big, right? The guy makes it 575? 565. 565. And we're going to move for four grand? That seems crazy. Yeah. That's not that's too much. Yeah, okay, too so we much. can't do, and, and so we can raise another amount which effectively commits us, but then when he moves in, it's like you have a set or aces. This sort of blows. Um I think because we're so deep, I kinda like a call better than a raise. Yeah, I agree. And then we don't have to have a flush draw. Right. It's cool to not not to like it, I mean we can have a flush draw, but we can definitely have a flush draw. We can draw. still get value on hearts if we call here. If our opponent has a good hand. I mean, you think like flush draws are all re-raising a lot? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying some of the time they are. Yeah. So I, th- I but if I'm we saying, think I, if I'm we think it doesn't kill our action necessarily if a heart comes. But if we think we should just be calling with the, I, I mean, ace queen of hearts is a, is a particular kind of flush draw, right? Where we can have the best hand, um, we can hit an ace or a queen, right? Yeah. There's, like worse equity flush draws may be hands that we should be re-raising. Like if you have the combo draw, if we have the five six of hearts, are we going to raise fold? What? No. No, but. Okay, but it's just just to hope to fold them out, I guess. If we yeah, if we've got like the seven high, we're like yeah. go away, or we could we could decide to call there too, but we're gonna have to fold the turn a huge amount of the time, right? Yeah. Although if Bruno wants to keep sizing it small, maybe not. Maybe not. Anyway, there's a lot of options. Is the point? Yeah, there are. That's my point. Um, well, Ron decides to take option call, and he calls option C. Option C, yeah. It's call. A, it's a new. Uh, What's bro- option B? Play the button. Isn't that like a birth control pill or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, They're all birth control pills, Grant. <laughs> oh, the government has been controlling us. Yes, yeah. I knew that. Um, all right. So he does call. Pot's 1565, and Bruno cannot be loving life. It's not right. am- not amazing. We have a gut shot with no back doors other than that. We raised a certain amount, though. We have to believe we're going to get called. Maybe he thinks we're going to fall at like two sixes, get called by an eight in the draws, and we'll reevaluate. Yeah. And, you know, but but keep bluffing a lot on the turn. Right. You know where you can see bluffing, raising, calling, all the poker things? Poker time? That's Poker Guys TV show? Yes, that, but also Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Ooh, yeah. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, of course, is a sponsor of this podcast. Of course. And uh, they're they're great. It's a great site. You you want to sign up for Nitrogen because you get to play with the Poker Guys, right? That's I mean, cool. That's a really good reason. There's tournaments and other special events that you only have access to if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up. And when you sign up... All you need to provide is a username and a password. It's super easy. Right. No BS. Yep. Get on there. We're having regular bounty tournaments on Tuesdays where if you knock Grant or myself out, you get 20 uh, millibits, right? 20 millibits, which you know There's, varies day to day, but it's but around it's, 80 bucks. It's four times the buy-in yeah. is the point. So it's pretty sweet if you knock either one of us out. Um, also, of course, lightning fast withdrawals and deposits because it's Bitcoin only. That's super and sweet. And there's no extra BS. They just right. give you at, at the speed of Bitcoin, which is usually somewhere between five and 20 minutes. And of course, finally, the NFL, sorry, the NFL season starting super soon. It's starting like in three days when this is coming out. And, uh, if you want to play NFL Survivor, which is super fun and great. And having played that a lot for many years, I highly recommend it. They have many, many different survivor pools you can sign up for from free that's right i said free what there's a bitcoin that's the best price they just have a bitcoin in there so like, there's like a 4500 prize pool it's just free everyone should do that but then also a bunch of super cheap ones medium entry ones and then the super high roller i got i'm putting up three bitcoins which is like twelve thousand dollars or thirteen thousand dollars just to enter which is 
that's not me. I'm not. I'm not paying those. <laughs> but like, so you can do any any amount you want, including free. So if you're listening to this and you haven't signed up yet for Nitrogen, you should sign up at least to do the free NFL Survivor because there's no skin off your back. Use the link in the description. Get in there. Yeah, use the link. You got three days. If you want to do the NFL Survivor, you also want to play with the poker guys, and we're gonna poker not be. Guys. We're not gonna be visible to you if you don't use the link. That's right. We're gonna I be mean, like ghosts. It's gonna be like Patrick that, Swayze. Exactly. In real life, it's like in real life too, not just on, on online. Don't go to a pottery class unless you want to meet Patrick Swayze's Oh, close. my love. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you're good at singing. Thanks. All right, so back to the poker. Cool. Uh, the turn is the king of spades. Of course, the flop was 8-3-4 with two hearts. We got a gut shot for Bruno with 6-7 of clubs, and Israeli Ron's got ace-queen of hearts for the nut flush draw. Yeah. Turns the king of spades, and uh, Bruno's taking away the lead, but Ron decides to lead again. Interesting decision by Ron. He leads for 800 on this turn card. The pot's got like 1,600 in it, right? All right. So this could mean a couple of different things, yeah. right? Um, if he has a hand of, of strong value here, he could have been playing a set like this, yeah, trying to make sure a heart doesn't come and then leading to protect against hearts and get value from other hands. Correct. He could have the king X of hearts and now say, oh, this is a great card for me. Now I'm probably ahead. Plus I have the flush draw. I want to make sure a bet goes in. Right. Uh, those are the two scariest things about the lead, right? Yeah, I think so. I think those are the two scariest things about the lead. It's, I got to say, it wouldn't occur to me to lead here, and it's interesting that he does. Yeah. Um, actually, there's, I can really find at least one great thing about it. Because Bruno raised the flop, that king almost never hits Bruno when we have the ace of hearts in our hands specifically, yeah. right? Like, he has to have two kings, basically, for that, for that king to have hit him. Right. Obviously, we're never getting Bruno to fold a set. But no. We're not was, trying to get him to fold That was never going to happen. But we could maybe get him to fold some other hands. Two tens. Is he going to fold two tens when we just bet on the king? Probably not. I don't know. It's a it's such a weird decision by Ron to bet here. Yeah. I don't really know what to do with Bruno as two tens. I probably call. I'm not sure. It's a weird spot. It's a weird spot. I think uh, Ron just doesn't want to have to check call. I don't think he's really thinking about what he's repping or what Bruno is going to do. Yeah. He doesn't want to be in a position where he has to check call a bet that he considers too big for a flush draw now because he's on the turn. But this is a great opportunity then to check raise, isn't it? I mean, Bruno's, even Bre- Bruno bets big-ish, like 1,200, which I don't think he will because he loves to bet small. Yeah. But let's pretend he does. We can move in comfortably. It's a reasonable move in now. Yeah, that's true. So it's fine. So like, we don't have to check call if we don't want to. Yeah, I think check, check shoving is actually the best line here. It's super strong. And, f- and Bruno clearly has bluffs in his range, so that we capture value that way too. Yep, we, get, we capture that. If he's really got a big hand... You know, we're going to get stacked a fair amount of the time, but sometimes we're going to get there and get and stack him, and that's cool. Yeah, I think check shoving is the best line. I think so, too, with these stack sizes. Because we get to capture all the bluff value. That's the real reason that I like it the mm-hmm. best. Yeah, and, and Bruno could have raised with a flush draw himself, and if the flush misses, we may not be able to get as much value. Or we may not be able to call. We may get bluffed ourselves, right, yeah. by the river. This way we don't get bluffed. And it's just it seems pretty good. If he has the king ten of, of hearts, you know, we're going to need to get lucky. Yeah. That's okay. We were gonna get. We could have gotten it on the flop anyway. Right. That's the way to think about it. Yeah. No, I, I like think. it. Yeah. I like better. I like a check shove better than leading here. Yeah, me too. Uh, now that you you brought that up, because also, good, sorry, go ahead. It's a good point. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I got excited though. Because what happens if we get shoved on? What if Bruno has a set and shoves on us? We now, have to fold. We have to freaking fold. That's the worst. Yeah. We should. We can't put it. That's that's the biggest reason why I think we cannot lead here. Yeah, leading is bad because Bruno has not shown any slowdown yet. He right. could have a set. He could have aces and decide just to move in, and we have to fold. Yeah. Now we're on turn. We're not going to be getting a good enough price. Yeah. 
So that's that makes this lead kind of bad. It makes this lead very bad. Remember, I was telling you he's he's not a professional. Sure, this is a good example. Yeah, I of see that. that. I can see that. And, I, and this is why I guess it would never occur to us to make this play because it's so non-standard and doesn't have any really great redeeming values. No, that this, we're is, aware of. this is what a lot of of amateur players do. Yeah, They're, he's playing his hand. He wants to. He wants the hand to go a certain way because of the hand that he has. Yeah. Right. So he's thinking, how can I make that happen? Because I don't want to have to check call here. Mm-hmm. So I better bet so that I can set the price and see a river. You know, right. that's what he thinks is going to happen. Right. That's what he thinks is the best way to play his hand. But it's a weird thing to do. And it, in the end, after you, the points you made, it seems quite suboptimal. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. But nonetheless, Bruno's in a crappy spot now. He's like, ugh. Yes. Um, I have seven high and like I have a, a gut shot draw. Only. He bet again. Or he took the lead away from me again. And he could have a set, like we said. Yeah. And so, like, obviously that's not good. He could have the king queen of hearts or the king jack of hearts he or something. He could have king eight, maybe. Yep. You know? He might have king eight. I mean, king eight of spades or something stupid. I yeah. Guess. Not spades, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's It seems like a pretty clear decision here for Bruno, right? Yeah. He should probably be folding. Like we gave it, fold. we gave it a shot. Like, as Bruno, the plan was okay. I'm not gonna get too many folds on the flop because I'm sizing small, but I'm gonna fold them out on the turn. Right. But then he let into me. Well, crap. I guess I should fold. I mean, I guess our other option is to move in ourselves. We do have fold equity. Yes, against some hands. If he's got a draw, he's gonna he is supposed to fold. I don't know if he's going if to. He's, if he's this player that you say he is, he, is, he might be a call. He might he, be calling with ace queen of hearts, even though it's incorrect. He might be calling with way worse than ace queen of hearts, which is the real problem. Yeah, forget about folding up the not flush draw. We shouldn't even be targeting that. We should be targeting the worst flush draws that are beating us. Yeah, and I don't know if those are folding. So if that's the case, then we can't move in. I think we should just fold. For sure, we should just fold. Here. But Bruno decides to call. That seems like the worst option to. There's going to be a one to one SPR on the river. I don't know why we're just calling. So why are we just calling? Yeah, I, obviously his plan is to take it away on the river. I don't even. What are we even repping when we call after raising the flop and he dunks into us and we just call now and the king comes? Now it looks like we have two jacks, right? I think it looks like two aces. It can be two aces. Okay, it could be two aces, but two aces are gonna. I think two aces might raise again. They might not, but they might with the F, with the SPR being what it is. We could have ace king of hearts. We could have ace king of hearts or king queen of hearts or something yeah. like that ourselves. Hit the card and then feel like we don't need to raise. And yeah. if he calls, it's often going to be king jack, a set. king ten of hearts, king nine yeah. of hearts, all of his hands. Yeah. Okay. We'll let him keep bluffing if he wants to bluff the river. That's fine. So okay. King eight king. of hearts would be a, a hand I'd love to just call with. Yeah. We got the top two pair and the flush draw. Maybe also if we're Bruno, we decide to just flat with the set on the turn because there's only one card we have to fade now instead of two. Yeah. You know, it's like all right. Well, eighty percent of the time, he misses his flush if he's even on a flush draw. And besides, like, I'm just probably not going to fold most. Got to give this guy a chance to bluff. Yeah. So we might raise, but we might not. Yeah. Okay. So I think we can rep reasonable things. I just don't know if we should be doing it with seven high against a guy who might be a calling station. With this stack to pot ratio. Yeah, with a one-to-one SPR going to the river. Agreed. But that's what Bruno does. Okay. Obviously, he has designs. I, I guess. Underhanded designs. I'm curious to see how Bruno tries to win this pot. So it seems maybe he's going to hit a five. That would do it. Of not hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the pot is 3,165 now. You know, even if he hits a five of hearts, he could still win just because he's a winner in life. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. 3,165 in the pot. Yeah. The river is not the five of hearts. Oh. It's the four of clubs pairing the board. It's now 834 king four mm-hmm. with missed hearts out there. Yeah. Nobody loves this card, but I think Bruno's a little happier than Ron because at least the flush draw missed, right? Yeah. Unless Bruno was planning on repping the flush draw himself, then he's unhappy. <laughs> 
I would guess that Bruno was hoping if a heart came, he could, and, and Ron checked, he's definitely going to move in. Obviously, if a five comes, he's going to go with it. Um, it must be things like, anytime, probably anytime Ron checks, Bruno's going to go, right? He's just going to move in yeah, and hope it works out. Yeah. Otherwise, why are we calling the turn? Right, of course. Yeah. It's horrible to call the turn and just give up the river if we so, miss our gut shot. So this is kind of a great spot now for Bruno, right? Well, Ron's going to bet. Never mind. Bad well, spot. Ron's going to bluff now with his ace high. He bets thirteen hundred into thirty one sixty five, leaving himself seventeen hundred and sixty behind. Looks very valuey. It does. Looks like he's got a king. Looks like he's got king queen of hearts. Yeah, it does look like that. That's a, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. You think he'd probably just pot it with a set move in? Yeah, like hope hope the other guys really got something real. Cause yeah, maybe Bruno has aces and he can't fold here or something. I mean, the thing is, if if Ron had a set, Ron might have done that on the flop too. Like yeah. you get raised, you're like, well, let's go. Like cool, let's go. Maybe you you know. Let's get in right now before scary cards come. Well, you know what? You know what I'm going to say about Bruno? This kid doesn't have any quit in him. He doesn't have any quit. <laughs> Not a quitter. Right. Because he moves in. I mean. He moves in with his seven high. Like 1,700 more. 1,760 effective more. What kind of a price is this? We're talking. There's we're like talking. 7,500 in the pot now, right? Discount bargain bin, bottom of the barrel pricing, going out of business sale over here. Nice. Thanks. I like how you said that. I should be on commercials. Blue light special, dollar store. Yeah, that, that thing. Everything um, must go. Everything must go. So how much is in the pot now? Man, this is... is it, it's at least 7500 but is it 9 k You said there was like 3000 in the pot? There's 3165 Ron bets 1300 Ron bets 1300 and, and Bruno moves in for effectively 3 k Yes. So it's, yeah, it's like 7500 Yeah. And it costs 1700 Yep. But... It turns out Ron Five has to exactly one. the hand Five that, to one. that Bruno needs him to have, right? Bruno's like, thank God you don't even have a king in your hand. Right. Ron because tanks. Ron goes into the tank. Yeah. He tanks he, forever. He th- it's like the, the movie Fury. What, what about it? it there's, it's about a tank. Oh. Yeah, like I never that. saw it. Me either. Okay. But I know it's about a tank anyway. It's about. It's like the movie Tanks. It's That movie Tanks is a, like a really dark spinoff from the movie Cars, where <laughs> the... The main characters have like the fun smiley faces, but then they all go to war. Yeah, and with each other. You know what happens in war? Uh, of course, it's awful. It's horrible. But it's—I mean—it really does a great job capturing the horrors of military confrontation. And the thing is, like, I gotta give it to the animators of that movie because you can see, like, they do a really good job with the nuance of the type of sadness yeah. in the eyes that the tanks have. You know, when they're like fifty-four years old, and and you know, they're just remembering the w- horrible things. The other thing that I really appreciated about that film <laughs> and the animators is how unflinching they were with the gore in the movie. Like you have to make it real. You can't. You can't like just have it be like, oh, I got a dent. Like that's not how it is in war, right? So okay, we can agree the animators did a good job. It was a well-written script. The, wow. the problem came in the marketing department because you wouldn't really think it was so dark because it's a spinoff of Cars, of right? Of course. And a lot of people brought their kids. Big mistake. It to was p- like Sausage Party. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake to put Owen Wilson in the lead role. Yeah. Huge <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of crying kids. Yeah. Yeah. All but, you know, say. now they know. 2006. Thanks. All right. We did that. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. Okay. So do you think Ron should call? No. Why? Why not? Um, he has the best hand. What are you talking about? He should not call, even though he has <laughs> the best hand, because what in the world does our opponent have that he would play like this? All right, we got to ask ourselves that question. Yeah. All right. So, what is Bruno's value? How how far does it go? Okay. Because maybe Bruno plays sets like this. 
Well, he's going to have to because what else does he play like this? Right. Like, I don't think he's raising Ace King here on the river or Aces on the river now. Well, I think we need to think about that. Okay. We need to talk about that. Okay. Uh, does for, First, let's say, does Bruno reasonably play sets like this? And mostly the call on the turn. Is it reasonable for him to just call on the turn with a set? It's at least reasonable. Okay. So it's possible. Yeah. You could have quads or a set. Okay. Sure. Um, usually not two pair hands because you feel like he'd still want to raise those on the turn a lot of the time. Two pair hands like three, four, yeah. king, like, eight. I mean, there's not that much. King. Yeah. I guess you can have king, three, king, four suited. Unless also. it's king, eight of hearts specifically. Right. But otherwise, I think he's going to raise the turn. Yeah. He's probably just going to move Ron in. So sets are in there. Um, so now we have to ask ourselves... I don't think we can say king-queen, because that's a bit too low. Would he, against Israeli Ron specifically, feel like he needs to go for value with the SPR they have with ace-king or pocket aces? Like if he had ace-king of hearts. I would just be concerned if we had ace-king of hearts that maybe we... Like, what are we targeting to get called by exactly king-queen without hearts in their hand? If we have have ace-king of hearts, that means he doesn't have king-x of hearts himself. True. What king does he have? All right, so maybe pocket aces is a better example. Okay, let's go with pocket aces. So then we're targeting kings. Yeah, king x of hearts, and maybe like... We can now be king eight. And maybe Ron's the type of guy who's going to lead an eight on the turn because he doesn't know what to do, you know, and we're trying to get heroed by that. We're never going to get heroed by an eight. Come on. I mean... (laughs) Okay. How are we going to get heroed by an eight? Seems so impossible. Um, we're targeting kings, right? If we if we move in here yeah. with aces, right? We wouldn't expect to get called by anything. Else. I think the better question than what are we targeting is, are we ahead enough to do it? Like, is it is it enough right. of a free roll to do that's it? That's what I'm that's what I'm getting to. Since especially if we're only target, we only think we're going to get called by the worst hands I'm going to call us are essentially only kings most of the time. Yeah, how many kings are really in the range when Israeli Ron bets and then calls a raise on the flop? Like, not that many. We're beating king eight now. I know that's the good news. Yeah. We're beating King 8, and King 8 might really call. Yeah, probably will. Probably feels like it has to call. Yeah. That's about it, right? We're beating King 8. We're beating, I guess, King Queen of Hearts, King Jack of Hearts, King X of Hearts. Yeah, all the King X of Those Hearts. Are the, but there aren't that many King X of Hearts because he called from the big blind. He might in, go down to King 9 of Hearts if this guy's a bit spewy. Yeah. Let's let's give him King 9 of Hearts. Yeah. Even. So it's like four combos of that, and then there's yeah. two combos of King 8 suited. And that's it. Cool. Six combos we're getting we're targeting. But we don't think we're getting we're not too worried about Ron Rivering trips, right? He probably doesn't have a four the way he played the hand. I don't think he has a four, because the four was the four of hearts on the flop, right? Yeah. Okay. So I don't think he has that. Um, so he either has a full house. Yeah. Or a miss, almost always. And then there's six combos of value that maybe we get that right, we could, maybe that would consider calling. And our we said job. we were saying Ron might play a set like this, but yeah. most people aren't gonna play a set like this. No, most people aren't. But some people will. Some but most pe- people aren't. No, it's true. You you wouldn't think he has a set that often. Yeah. That's true. And there's not many combos of that anyway. Right. I would be I would call mostly because I would think like he has all the draws that missed. And then there's not that much value they can call that I'm beating. So I'm just gonna call. Because I feel like the ratio's a little off there. There's all the hearts and all the straight draws. And then there's You you would call with what? Aces. Oh, aces. If Ron bets the river. Yeah. I would call with one pair. I wouldn't raise with one pair. Right. That's the standard play. I'm just right. wondering I'm just wondering if his value range can expand to aces. No, I understand. And I, against this player in particular, I think it's a fair question to ask. My concern would be that if he has all the draws and there's not much value that can call, it's probably just not a, it may not be a profitable move in. Okay. So next Why point. Why cost yourself seventeen hundred bucks if you don't have to? My next point is if everything you're saying about Israeli Ron is true, yes. it might not really matter what we're repping. 
because we were like kind right. of talking about what we're repping. Yes. It's more about what Ron has. Right. And we may believe that Ron has a ton of draws. We may believe that Ron has a ton of draws, and we may also believe that Ron fast plays his sets on the flop a lot. Yeah. Because there's two hearts. Right. And there are a lot of people, you know, and it's not necessarily bad to fast play your sets. Anyway, it's fine. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who are just in a cash game, especially, are just going to go a little nuts with their sets right away. Yep. Right? Absolutely. And so if we think Ron's the kind of guy to do that, now what does he have? Can he maybe have bottom two? Maybe he doesn't go nuts with that. I think he'd go nuts, just as nuts with that, really. Yeah. I think it's so, more likely to go nuts with that. So what value is Ron supposed to have? Right, so... King, queen of hearts. And Bruno and the commentators on this hand are, had mentioned that Bruno and Ron have a lot of history. Mm-hmm. So Bruno may know that Ron will play his draws like this a lot and his yeah. value not very often. Right. And Bruno's losing to all the draws. Yeah. So it's like an easy move-in if we think Ron has a draw the majority of the time, even though we're giving him this incredible price. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If Ron has jack-10 of hearts, like, what's he going to do? I mean, that's one of the things that makes us play kind of awesome yeah if we think ron has very little value and a lot of draws we can move in give him a great price and it's meaningless the price mm-hmm. is compl- we could give him almost no we could give him you know a thousand to one he's still gonna fold right yeah and that's kind of awesome and beautiful yeah right? and so maybe this is a i don't know about this turn call at all but i guess we b- must have really believed that if Ron was on a draw, he would fire all his misses on the river. If the draw comes in and he checks, that means he's got a made hand and maybe we can get him to fold anyway, right? I mean, it's asking a lot. We also have to have him fire small because it's a one-to-one SPR going to the I river. Know. That's the real, real problem Here's, with this. This is my final analysis of this. It's definitely exploitative. It's way too ambitious. And it's kind of cool. It's yeah. like in practice, when Ron actually bets 1,300, leaving himself... Some perceived room to fold. It's cool if we really believe Ron is super draw heavy mm-hmm. to make this move in here. In the end, though, way too ambitious. Fancy play syndrome. Yeah, although, I mean, this it's going to work this time, right? I mean, it's cool. You move in with seven nope. high, and it's going to... Ron calls. Gonna, to, uh, Ron calls with his ace-queen. He's gonna, first of all, his name is Israeli Ron. Okay, the Israeli guy calls with his ace-queen. <laughs> it, it's going to work. Some, it's going to work this time. Because he has he doesn't have a hand, and we're giving him a great price. He has to know he has to fold. He's gonna call. <laughs> he calls. Is this a good call? No, can't be right. No, can't be. No, it's a bad call. It's got to be a bad call. Ron give thinks me, for a while. Give me a reason. It's a good call. Um, we have to have gotten to the point where we believe that Bruno believes that we are on a draw. Yes, and is moving in and is feels we're price insensitive to the move in. And we have the nut draw. We have the nut nut draw. Right. No, no pair. Yeah. So so we can so we can beat all the draws ourselves. Yeah. The four pairing is not a great for, card for Bruno because it doesn't his movement makes a little bit less sense. He's saying he slow played a set. Right. That's all he's saying. Which you did make the argument on the turn he might just call because there's only one card to come and maybe but he might also just be like let's go. Yeah. He I really mean, might. Usually you'd expect him to raise again on the turn. He yeah. raised the flop and got called. Why wouldn't he raise the turn? Because he thinks he he knows Ron has something. Right. So that so his story is not great either. But it shouldn't matter if Ron has a draw what his story is, like yeah. you're saying, right? It's like, who cares what my story is? You can't call anyway because you don't have anything. Yeah. And I think I think it's a bad call. I do too. And I think Bruno's actually quite unlucky that Ron happened to have the ace high flush draw because yeah. I got to believe he's folding all of his other flush draws. I agree. Unless it's a king high flush draw, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Of course. The king high flush draw is going to go through the same pyrotechnics there and probably find yes, a call. Yes, the pyrotechnics. I like that. Probably find a call, although I hate it because they're getting too good a price. Yeah. Like, why are you letting me this good a price when I 
seem like I probably am not going to fold a lot. The only difference between Ace Queen of Hearts and King Jack of Hearts here is distribution against Bruno's range. Because Ace is what is what we were debating as far as his value range. Right. Right. So And I guess we block kings, pocket kings, if we have a king. That's that, true. That helps. That's true. With Ace Queen of Hearts, we block Aces a little bit and yeah. we block Ace King a little bit. But I wouldn't expect those hands to raise us anyway, even yeah. though I know it's for not that much more. Like you can just va- you just value yourself so often. Well, knowing this hand, I think Bruno needs to be moving in with Aces or Ace King here. I agree. Now that we know this about yeah. uh Israeli Ron. I was going to call him Pocket Ron. I wouldn't go as Pocket Ron. <laughs> like, just put him in your pocket. That's weird. Take uh, him with you. I wouldn't go as far as King Queen. Maybe maybe eventually if we get a lot more evidence of, of superhero calls from Ron. How come? Because you block King Queen? Why? What's the difference in your mind? B- between Ace King and King Queen? Yeah. Just what the, Ron's hands. Ron's hand range. Like, Ron could have Ace King. Ron is almost always three-bidding Ace King. Okay, maybe, maybe King Queen, but probably not King Jack. I'll agree with you on King Jack. I think we can. I think King Queen. We actually can move in, and sometimes get called by worse, and sometimes move the chop out, fold out the yeah. chop. Both are awesome. Yeah. You know, sometimes we get snapped by a better hand, which sucks, though. I think both of these players are just trying to play fancy against each other, and both of them made a lot of mistakes in the hand. You know, one of the things that can happen, and we've seen this as we've been doing our practice runs for poker time, where we've been running real cash games. You know, with the cameras and all yeah. that kind of stuff, people who are listening to this podcast, um, is that, and I, I think this is happening anyway, is that people, even though these guys, the players who are doing this, they're playing for their money, you know, it's real, it's real poker. Yeah. And they know these shows aren't going to make it onto YouTube or anything like that, except the most recent one, which we thought might, but it, yeah. it's not going to. Um, they're still making a lot of what I would call sort of fancy or sophisticated plays, probably way more than they need to be, you know, and I'm yeah. wondering if it's because they know people are watching. They know people can see their cards. It's a little different. You know, observing something changes it. It's the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. Well, they know man. for they know for sure that you and I can see their cards yeah. because we're directing it and we can see the cards as they come out. Nobody right. else can. Right. But they they're aware of that, and that that probably affects how they think. I think they also know though that like there's a chance, and this is something that just happened is like we may take one of those hands and cut it and like put an excerpt like on the internet or show it to people. And in fact, we're doing that with two hands. Um, yeah. This week, right? So. Maybe they think like, oh, if I make an incredible play, I'm going to be on TV kind yeah. of thing, you know, which changes stuff. And that's certainly true with Live at the Bike where they're going to pick one hand, as we're going to start doing, from every session and excerpt that and tr- see if it goes viral. And they did, of course, pick, see it. they picked this hand. That's right. why it's on YouTube. Right, because people went crazy. Yeah. If people go crazy, we're going to show that because that's fun. Right. So going crazy does get you on TV, but it may also cost you a lot of money. It definitely costs Bruno a lot of money here. Yeah. I think it's another reason why people are maybe a little less apt to fold because they feel like they don't want to fold on TV and then look stupid. Yep. So maybe you get a little more calls. We actually saw that in the one of the hands we just did yeah. the, as an excerpt from right. our Poker Time show. We anyway, did. it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we did that. We did. All right. It's a thing that happened. We're done. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the...